You are now listening to the Derek's Mega Bowl Podcast. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. It's my quarterback. You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. With your host, Derek Hubbard, Eric Barsh, and Jake Smith. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. What's up, Bullers? Welcome to episode 12 of the Derek's Bull podcast. I'm your host, Derek Hubbard. Alongside of me, as always, we have Eric Barsh and Jake Smith. Week six of the NFL is come and gone, and for the most part, it wasn't an extremely boring weekend of fantasy football. A lot of low scores across the league, a lot of 100 to 120 uh Total points won in week six, which is very sad. We have a fun episode planned ahead. Uh, some new things that we're going to bring out today and then ask some uh, a few favors from you guys. But before we get into that, let's say hi to Eric and Jake. And actually, Jake, I want you to take the floor. This is your moment right here because week six was a little special to you. Yeah, uh, week six was really good to me. Um, not only did I win mega bowl for the first time i am in five leagues and i won in every single league i got a i got five i'm five and all for week six so i'm feeling pretty good about uh fantasy football right now and your bears still suck i mean yeah yeah they lost to uh <laughs> that was uh, never gonna change Derek. four fingers that was a rough one yeah four-fingered carson wentz that is very sad yeah Eric, how'd you do in week six? Two and oh, last two weeks. I'm on a roll now, so everybody better be watching out in my division. <clears throat> well, it's kind of sad. I'm, I am sad to see Jake finally get off the losing streak because I really wanted you to have the license plate, even though it is possible. But speaking of license plate, we have a special guest joining us today. This man has been mentioned quite a bit on this podcast as of late because he holds the last place crown. Welcome, Tyler Doherty. Tyler, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I didn't know it was that bad that I was uh, completely in the toilet, but uh, <laughs> I got to wear it proudly. Yeah. So I think Chad Burkholder had it for two weeks and you've had it for the last four and <laughs> you hold it. You are, I think, 60, 70, 80 points below the next person. I think Which that's is pretty sad. Yeah. Sorry to bring that up. Hey, thanks for joining the show. We appreciate you coming on. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Tyler Doherty, live in Dubuque, Iowa. Um, I have a tourism background, so I get to work sports and events in the Dubuque area and kind of the field of dreams and, and that type of thing. Uh, got started in fantasy football probably about a decade ago. Didn't take it too seriously the first couple of years. And then I got in a redraft league with some buddies from my hometown, originally from Bellevue, Iowa. And uh, just the smack alone to win that league, I think, uh, kind of sparked me and lit a fire. And that's kind of branched me off now into some other redraft leagues and dabbled in Dynasty the last couple of years. And just, yeah, I really enjoy the, really enjoy the research and the competitiveness of it. And uh, cool. as much as I've sucked this much this year, this league, um, that's not a full reflection of what I've been able to do. So, 
So awesome. you said um you, you said you haven't really been uh taking it seriously. What when do you plan on starting to take it seriously? Uh no, the three years after that I have. Yeah. And it, to okay. your your point, Jake, any league that I've been in with you and Eric, I've oh. completely stunk. Um yeah, it hasn't been good. It, it just it hasn't. I don't know what to say. Yeah, you 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 you're in scared from one of our leagues. Well, it's because I joined another dynasty league. So I just there's only oh. so much time, Jake. You know, yeah, yeah I, I get it. I get it. I, I just I got a lot of things to focus on. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, how'd you get into the Mega Bowl, and what do you like about it? Uh, Eric shared it with me. I'm like, yeah, you know, I liked uh, I liked the league from a standpoint where I didn't have to focus on trying to trade up, or you you know, you just picked up on waivers, so it's kind of a set it and forget it type league. But I loved having that many people in it. So you know, it wasn't your just your standard 10 redraft or your 12 or your dynasty, you know, I think you had close to, and you can speak to a better Derek, the first year around a hundred or you at 96. Yeah, the first year we had 84, 84 and then we went to 96 and this year we're at 120. 120. Okay. So I just like the structure of it. I, I like the number of people to be at that scale. Um, so that was appealing to me. And, you know, once I've made it now, I, yeah, I want to keep it going. So have you been in all three years? I have. You have? What's your best finish? Have you made the playoffs? And I've sucked all three years. <laughs> no, I, bad, I, yeah, God. <laughs> At least you're sticking with it because we've had some people that have had some either a rough year or rough two years and they just said, yep, that's enough for me. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you being part of this. Jake, Eric, you have any questions that you want to ask? Yeah, um, I do have a question for Tyler. So He's very competitive, obviously, if you haven't noticed. And he's in a lot of dynasty leagues and redraft leagues. Have you ever done good in a league? Because you're 0-6 in our dynasty league. You're 0-6 in the Mega Bowl. What's your strategy? Yeah. Yeah, good question. Um, believe it or not, <laughs> my other dynasty league, um, we have a 12-team league. We have it set up. Top six make the playoffs. And then – if you don't make the playoffs, you can battle for an additional rookie pick. So basically a one point one three. And I took that over that league over for somebody three years ago. So this would be my second full year. Uh, the, the year I took it over, I actually won the consolation, got an extra rookie pick the following year. I actually won the league. And then last year I won the consolation again. And then my other redraft league that I'm in with my buddies, um, I've won three out of the last five years. I've made the finals four out of the last five. And I honestly think with the Mega Bowl, what screwed me is I've been doing so much dynasty that I think some of these young bucks are just going to take over right away. Mm -hmm. And so I reach on Kyle Pitts. I reach on Travis Etienne. I get stuck with a shit quarterback in Russell Wilson, but I thought he was going to just blow up with all these weapons in Denver. And he's a shell of himself. Um, so I think that's hurt me in my redraft leagues this year because I've reached on some of those, those young guys, Elijah Moore and Bateman. I think I bought stock in them in almost all of my redraft leagues and they haven't done anything. So I've, I've struggled quite a bit in my redraft leagues because of that, uh, that approach. Yeah. You can, and I, you can point a lot of fingers at, that um, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne and uh, Pitts. You could point a lot of fingers at your why you're doing poorly in the mega bowl pretty easily. When I think Eric texted me the day after he said, who'd you get in the first round? And I said, Najee Harris. And I Najee, said, yeah. 
absolutely pissed about it. You know, I wanted to go somewhere else and I should have gone somebody else, but I thought Kyle Pitts was going to be the second coming of Travis Kelsey this year. I mean, if he has any touchdown, what do you have one last year too? You know, even if you double that, he's your top two tight end. And I just, I put a lot of stock in tight ends, especially single tight ends. If it's not a super flex and what that can do for your team and um, struggled thought ETN would be the bell cow. And I think we might be getting to that point maybe with him and Robinson, but that didn't start off the year like that. Right. Are you going to put Justin Fields in as your starting quarterback next week? (laughs) No, no. People need to know. Okay. Who and whoever's in the league office that owes the Chicago Bears a favor for putting them in two primetime games on Thursday and Monday night should be fired. <laughs> Not and, only that, and Denver. I, I refuse to talk about Denver in any positivity anymore. I cannot yeah. stand watching Denver and I cannot stand watching Chicago. But in but Denver has the weapons, which is so frustrating. Like right. some dogs there, I feel like. But uh even with Melvin Gordon, he's probably rated now for his, you know, him tweeting yeah. out not happy. Yeah, if the Bears make a big play, it's like, oh my God, who caught that? Pettis? Oh right. wow. Dante Pettis, yeah. Yeah. I, oh wow. Bears oh wow. Fan. They made a play. Oh wow. And I'm a Bears fan. It's like get get an alpha in their receiver. Trade try to trade for a Metcalf or just an I low. I mean, just give me something. Just a, just a just some Joes, just some average wide receivers would be fine. Yeah. Absolutely. They just have nobodies. And I'm also an Iowa fan, so then the game you lose against Minnesota. Um, who is the receiver that we got from Minnesota, who's also an Iowa alum, Smith Marset. Oh, yeah. Back and then he gets stripped. It's like double whammy there, you know? So, right. Yeah. Any other questions for Tyler before we start our show? Get into some of the big topics. Uh, sounds like he's got some something going on this weekend, don't you? Yeah. So I would love to pitch uh, beer tasting for all my craft beer lovers out there. The tapping is at the five flag center Saturday, October 22nd from 12 until four. So I'm doing that in conjunction with Eric's bags tournament, which is sold out, which is fantastic, but need to be 21 to attend uh, VIP is from 12 to one. Derek, I think you want a free VIP ticket. I Get did. That's pretty book. cool. We'll see you there. Um, but if you like craft beer, we've got over 20 craft breweries from around the region that'll be in attendance and most will serve two to four, uh, different products. So, um, you'll be pretty full at the end of the day, but live music, we got a pickleball court, uh, adult inflatables. We'll be showing uh, any college football games that are on. So it should be just a fun time if you want to stop by and, and have a few drinks. Eric and I will be there. Tyler will be there. Jake. Luckily for everybody else, will be there. But yeah, definitely show up. Go. I think it's going to be a great time. I'm excited for it. Well, Tyler, that's all we have for you. I appreciate you joining the show and introducing yourself to everybody. Yeah, I appreciate it. And then a little uh, heads up for you guys giving me shit for being in the toilet would have been nice before I got on, but I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, see you later. (laughs) See you guys. See you, Tyler. Yeah. So. Week six, high points of the week went to Matt Schwannis, 172.10 points, which isn't really a lot. Think about it. We usually have five or six teams in the 170s, 180s. And like I said, it was a sad week of fantasy football. New power rankings. We have only one team remaining that's unbeaten. So I felt like he should be the top dog in our power rankings. That's Brett Adams. 
Nick Budden, who was number one last week, he is number two. Mike Clements, Mike Clements at three, Nate Rundy at four, Jonah Curley at five, Chad Olmstead at six, Nate Weddick at seven, Chris Marish at eight, Tyler Stuntenbeck creeping into the top 10 at number nine, and Todd Miller rounded off our top 10. And last place, like we said, still Tyler Daugherty. Five remaining uh, winless teams. Yeah, pretty sad for those guys. At this point, if you're 0-6, do you stand a chance to get in the playoffs at 5-6? and six? Well, if you're scoring a crap lot of points, that's your only chance at this point. Yeah, you might have to put up a couple 200, if not 200 points each week from here moving on. But if you're 1-5, you, you have a chance. If you're 1-5, you, you have a chance. Oh. Right. So, But if you're 0-6 or if your team is doing poorly at this point, don't quit your team. Don't play inactive guys or people on a bye. We're in that bye season right now. So continue to set your lineups, make it competitive, make uh, those teams earn a win. So, Unless you're playing me. Yes, unless you're playing myself. If you're playing Eric and Jake, give them hell. Before we get into our week six recap, we want to start a new segment next week called the listener voicemail. And this was brought up by Jake, and I think it's a great idea. Jake, the thing is, I don't know if you know what you're going to get yourself into because you're the one that seems to get picked on quite a bit on here. <laughs> so what we want, Have yeah. So if you listen to any fantasy football podcast, you know, whether it's on Sirius XM, YouTube, a lot of them will have their listeners call in and talk about that week, whether it's a bad take that the that we take, if it's a player going off, if it's anything fantasy football related, give us a call. So I am going to email tomorrow, well, when you receive this, when you watch this video probably today, uh, my phone number, what you have to do is you have to text me first saying, hey, I am going to leave a voicemail because I don't want to answer the phone. Leave a voicemail. I will compile all of the voicemails together. And then each week from here on out, we will play them for you and react to them. I won't share them with Eric or Jake until the time of the show. So we'll have some fun with it. Yeah, it'd be nice um, if we could get, you know, preferably some you know, right before, during, or after the games, like on Sunday or, you know, Monday night game or something too, just to give you more of a authentic uh, emotions when you leave your voicemail. Right. And have fun with it. Like this morning I was listening to a listener voicemail and the guy called in as Arnold Schwarzenegger and it was funny <laughs> as hell. So have fun with it. You know, if you want to be a character, hey, just makes it for better listening. So, so that will be next week. We'll I'll send out information email wise about it, but please, please give us a call. So, all right, guys, you ready to get into our week six, week six recap? Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's break down what we saw from last week. Let's start out with the Thursday night football game. Jake, you can start off bears and the commanders. I, I think, um, you know, you look at the numbers and nothing really stands out to you. Um, but if you watch the game, you you did see three uh, missed uh, red zone opportunities by the Bears. That really could have changed the outcome, not only for the Bears game, but really for fantasy wise, uh, especially if you're a field zoner. He could have had a huge day if he would have just got one 
of those red zone opportunities. He and missed they were the there for tight him. end wide open. Oh. Yeah, that that was that was glaring. Uh that was glaring. Yep, I agree. His rushing though is really coming alive though. I don't think you're gonna see that this this next week, but really? I, I think I think uh New England will will box him in and they'll they'll keep they'll keep the running game limited and make make Justin Fields throw out of the pocket. Make him make him beat him out of the pocket. What do you guys take away from the Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery split now? Because coach said they're going to go with the hot hand. And I've said it before the season. I think Herbert is the better running back. He's the more explosive running back. They, is it time they, to worry about David Montgomery? They complement each other, you know, for the team. But that's not good for fantasy. I, neither one of them is really, I feel great about starting fantasy-wise. No. Right. I mean, by I mean, if if you have one of them in bye weeks, I get it. You, you have to play him to flex, but yeah, like Jake said, <clears throat> you're not going to feel great about starting him as your RB one, even RB two, even. So I think Montgomery still has value. I think you could still start him because he's still going to get those red zone goal line carries. I agree. Anything on the Washington side or Brian yeah, Robinson got the end zone back, so I think yeah. the passing game might. I don't know. Maybe it, yeah, he, it gets better. I I would agree. Uh, is Dotson Dotson will be back this week, right? I'm not sure on that. He, yeah, he, he's sure been he's been kind of fun to watch when he plays. Yep. Yep. All right, let's move on. Going to the Sunday night game because that's what's on my screen. Cowboys Eagles Eagles stay oh, perfect. If the e- I think I texted you guys both this. If the Eagles are the best thing that the NFC has, then the NFC is wide open. I, I think the Eagles are good. Their defense is really good, but I don't think they should not be the best team in the conference. I don't know. If Dak plays that game, if Dak plays. If, yeah, if, if Dak plays, the Cowboys win that game. I, I and, Not and just Cowboys, saying this as a Cowboys fan. But saying this, Cooper Rush, I mean, he was exposed. He He could have had more than three interceptions. He did some good, you know, towards the end playing catch up, but you know, you go 18 for 38 with three picks. I think Dak, yeah. I'll just say this. I'm happy Dak's coming back and that's gonna help out their entire offense. It's gonna help out C- CD. CD. It's gonna help owners. out Allop. It's gonna help out Zeke. Zeke has looked better than what people give mm-hmm. him credit. What he had 13 for 81 and a touchdown this week? Yep. Yep. I mean, Tony Pollard is obviously not splitting carries with him. Tony Pollard's going to get a handful of touches, 10 to 12 maybe a game, but nothing like what Zeke's going to get. Anything on the Eagles side? I'll I'll say Devontae Smith. You have to start him yep. each week because he's, right. he's out producing A.J. Brown right now. They're on yep. by this next week, right? Yeah. Yep, they are Big one of the by teams. So, so that's going to be tough. There's going to be a lot of teams without Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. Miles Sanders. It's a lot of fantasy teams going to be hurting next week from that. All right. The 49ers and the Falcons. Eric, I'll let you speak on your team. Oh, we suck. Our defense is so beat up right now that Mariota looked like the Oregon Mariota. I mean, he looked very good, and he should not look very good. Yeah. But Brandon Ayuk, it's good to see him get involved. He had two tutties. Um 
Other than that, George Kittle looked like they tried to involve him a little bit more, I noticed, but Jeff Wilson had a downer game for a lot of, oh, you know, killed me. I have been starting Jeff Wilson and getting some pretty good points out of him, but yeah. we should have been able to run against the Falcons. I don't know what happened, but. It, it kind of seems um, how Debo goes, the Niners go. If they can get Debo more involved, the Niners do well, and they just weren't able to get him going. Yeah. Well, and I, for the 49ers, it's injuries. That's their biggest thing, whether it's it offensively, especially defensively, they're in trouble. I thought yeah. they'd be one of the better teams in the NFL. And I mean, we, they're still going to be good, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's over for them. I, no, it's definitely no, not. But the but Falcons, I still think their team's pretty good. And it'll be, we're, it'll we were down strong. six starters just on defense this week. Yeah, like, right. And, and half of them are done for the year, so it's tough. If you look at the Falcons games, they're 3-3, three and three, but they're closer to being a 6-0 and o team rather than an 0-16. They, they are coming to play. So whether that's fantasy relevant, I, prob- I mean, I don't even know if you start Kyle Pitts. You have to by where you draft him. But, yeah, he got to touch him last yep. week. So, all right, but- Patriots and Browns. Stevenson's a stud. Yep. Bailey Zappi is turning into a stud, and I think that's going to be a quarterback controversy. No, I, I think so. I disagree. I I I think if it's a another team, Eric, I would agree with you, but I I would not put the Patriots past seeing something in Zappi and just writing off Jones. Mac Jones is good. He just who's who's been Mac Jones' best weapon? Jacoby Myers. He's good. He never gets good. He's never had a good weapon. The Patriots. You can say the same thing about Bailey Zappi. He's never had a good weapon, and he's put up back to back. Now Bailey Zappi comes in. The defense is just going to put eight guys in the box and say, "Beat me down the field," and he's doing it. So, good job, Bailey Zappi. But I don't think that there's a quarterback controversy there. Right. For the Browns, Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, he might be worth a stash. So yep. hopefully everybody in my league listens to this after I pick him up. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the Jets and the Packers. The Packers got smacked in the mouth. Who saw that coming? Back, no one. Back weeks to the Giants and the Jets. But the I, Jets, I mean, Roger said this today, and I kept hearing it going into the, the week versus the Packers. This isn't your normal Jets team. They play hard. They have a lot of young talent, and they showed up on Sunday, and they did exactly that. And they, they didn't just smack them in the face. They knocked their ass out. I think that's a stupid comment by Rodgers. I think every comment Rodgers makes is stupid. So, <laughs> I mean, it, they got their ass kicked by a team that wasn't as good as their team. Shouldn't be as good as their team. Why? Why are the Jets not as good as the Packers? The Packers' defense is better. The argue. Packers, Packers running game better. is better. Uh, I, I I almost think you cannot argue that their offense is better. The Packers quarterback is better. Yes, which I is that. kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big thing. Okay, the quarterback's better, but the wide receivers, the running backs, and the old line are better for the Jets. I disagree. I mean, the only thing I would agree with would be that the wide receivers are better. That's it. I would yeah. not. See. Brees Hall, dude. Brees Hall and Michael he's good. He is, so Brees, he is, Brees Hall is better than Aaron Jones? 
Yes. I think if you put that up, if you ask 100 people, you'll get a 50-50 split right now, if not more in Brees Hall's favor. I don't know. Just my opinion. Maybe they're just using them better, but apparently the Packers need to take a little page out of the Jets book. And isn't, isn't Matt LaFleur's brother the Jets OC? Mike LaFleur? I, I, I have I'm no idea. I'm pretty sure he is. <clears throat> I think he needs yeah. to talk to him. I also think, you know, Randall Cobb got hurt. So I think it's really going to open up more for <clears throat> Romeo Dobbs. I mean, Alan Lazard's going to get his, but I mean, it could open up more for Bob Tanyan. Tanyan had 10 catches, 90 yards. You know, it's something he did two seasons ago. Well, he scored more touchdowns than he had really receptions, but Rogers is going to have to throw it to somebody and it can't just yep. be Alan Lazard. So, and he's he, not on the same page with his receivers. Those nope. throws are not even close. And Rogers, and it, is, it's not going to get yeah, any easier for him in the weeks to come either. They got tough games. All right, Jaguars, Colts. Well, like you guys mentioned before, ETN's starting to get more looks as the number one guy. God, he, he looks good, too. Yeah. Yep. Explosive, and at this point, Jaguars have to win. I, I think they can be a good team, and why are you even doing James Robinson? It should be a 90-10 split, at least. Yeah, get, get your best guys out there. Probably, yeah. Yep. And Matt Ryan, finally, Matt Ryan shows up, you know, 389 yards, three touchdowns, Pittman, big game. Just another weird game. Who saw that as being high scoring? Yep. I, I started the Jaguars defense in one league and they got me zero points. So yeah, nobody, I don't think anybody saw this coming. And Deion Jackson. Wow. I am sitting back as a Jonathan Taylor owner and Deion Jackson has double digit targets. What the hell? And you're saying he's better. People are saying, oh, he's better than Jonathan Taylor. He's looking better. Well, he is looking better than him, but how are you not utilizing Jonathan Taylor in that? But yeah, Jonathan Taylor wasn't getting, he was getting a quarter of those targets when he, when he was playing, when he was healthy, they're just running him between the tackles every single time. And he'd get his three yards. Not even the tackles. They're running Jonathan Taylor between the guards, between the guards. They're just running him right up the freaking middle. I mean, yep. they're not even giving Taylor a chance. Why isn't he getting any production? So uh, if you're a Jonathan Taylor owner and you see Deion Jackson doing this and them, you know, spreading the ball out and throwing, well, they threw what? 50, well, he had 58 passing attempts. I feel like that makes me feel a little bit better about Jonathan Taylor moving forward. Yes. Especially if he's getting yeah, the pass. I, I hope. Hopefully he gets healthy too. Yes, that's the better that they are throwing the, the the better that Matt Ryan is getting, the more Jonathan Taylor is going to it's going to open things up for him. Right. All right. Vikings and Dolphins. Tyreek Hill. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. The dude is a freaking stud. Mm-hmm. 12 for 177. That sounds like Tua's coming back. Yep. Sounds like it. Sun, Sunday night, too, right? Yep, Against the Steelers. So and and Waddle, he I think he got hurt. I don't know what his status I, is. I did Oops. see that, but yeah, I haven't read. I haven't seen much about it, but that's something to monitor if you are a Jalen Waddle owner. Justin Jefferson doing Justin Jefferson things. Dalvin Cook, another touchdown. So and Raheem Mostert, he's a must start. He's the yeah. one that's getting the bulk of the carries. You know, he didn't do a whole lot in Week Six, but 
you know, with all of these injuries and buys across the league, if you have Mostert, you probably have to start him. Well, especially with Tua coming back, if they can move the ball just a little bit better, it's going to get him more scoring opportunities. I think, yep. yeah, Mostert's going to get, if, if he can stay healthy. Right. All right, Bengals and Saints. Burrow, big game. He's hey, starting, to, starting to turn into, you know, starting to play well again. He just doesn't throw it downfield, though. Everything's within 10 yards of line of scrimmage, which it worked for him. But I mean, a lot just, of not, he's not taking the same shots to Jamar that. Chase or anything anymore. Well, I mean, Jamar Chase still got his yards, 132. Yep. So. Yep. And the Saints, I don't even, I mean, we've only really had, been able to talk about Taysom Hill as of late, and he didn't do didn't much do of anything. And pay attention to Taysom Hill this week because Winston and Andy Dalton are both injured, and they play Thursday night. So Taysom Hill is, is the next man up, and if he's... Is Winston for sure out? No, well, he hasn't practiced. Either did Michael Thomas. Either Basically, nobody practiced again today. And they play Thursday night. So if you are a Taysom Hill owner, he is designated as a tight end. And if he plays quarterback, you're going to get those quarterback points at tight end. It's just one of those things that happened. It happened last year. People get a little crazy about it and a little fired up about it. But just one of the perks of stashing Taysom Hill. So if you're playing, if you have him, hey, great. If you're going against him, sucks. But just the way it goes. They should, All right. Olave should be back this week, shouldn't he? Olave yes, should be back. He's he's, play. Yep, and he's a must-start. Like you have to, yep. especially with all the wide receivers. You gotta, you gotta start Olave. All right, Ravens and Giants. Another game that no one saw coming. Who? I did not think the Giants were this good. I don't even know if they are good, but you win five games, five out of six. You gotta you, be decent. You travel to London. Packers and then you come back and beat the Ravens. That's pretty Yeah, solid. that's legit. That's legit. Yep. Granted, I don't think they the got Ravens something going for people talk about, but uh Kenyon Drake must start right now. Kenyon Drake, yep. If he's on your waiver wire, he's a must he's a must add because yeah. it doesn't look like JK Dobbins is healthy. Unfortunately. I yep. love JK Dobbins. I think he's very talented, but Never been out. I don't know. Ravens I don't know. They need Bateman back so bad. Well, they did sign Deshaun Jackson today, 35 year old Jackson. I can't believe he's only 35. Sure. You know, he played with Donovan McNabb, and that felt like 20 years ago. He feels like he's 45. Oh, God. Dude just doesn't go away. All right. Tampa Bay Steelers, another game that we did not see coming. Tom Brady, is it time to start? officially worrying about Tom Brady. Is this the cliff? If they have no offensive line, yes. He's going to get hurt. <laughs> but no, I think I think he's fine. It, it yeah. feels at the beginning of the end though. Unfortunately, and I think with the whole his personal stuff coming out and all that, I think yeah. he's probably regretting coming back. Like he just can't focus on football completely, like he has in years past. It's just right. he, he has the regret, and he's not able to commit to it. No, it's too bad. Anything on the Steelers side? I mean, 
Najee Harris. Well, it sounds like Pickett will be out this week because of the concussion. So it's going to be Trubisky again. And Claypool, he had a yeah. good game right there at the end, made some big catches for him. Yep. It sounds like Claypool is on the trade block too. So another thing to monitor. Yep. Ooh. Or Chicago oh. Bears. All right. <laughs> that would be a good, hey, that's a big body that, receiver would, that we need. That'd be a very good idea. Yeah, that'd be a good one. All right, the Panthers and the Rams. Well. <laughs> Goodbye, Cam Akers. Yeah. Goodbye, Cam yeah. Akers. Goodbye, DJ Moore. Goodbye, CMC. Goodbye, everybody. Yep. Goodbye, Robbie Anderson. Yep. Just throw Not your helmet Robbie and Anderson. throw a temper tantrum and you can get traded. Pretty simple. Christian McCaffrey had a very weird game because on the first drive, he had yeah, all of the. Yeah, he had all of their yards. He had five catches in the first drive. And then after that, really didn't do much until the final drive, final two drives. I just thought, oh, this is going to be a McCaffrey game. They're going to display his talents, which everybody already knows, and then trade him. I kind of, at this point, hope he gets traded. I do and I don't because I'm a McCaffrey owner in in the Mega Bowl. So I kind of want him to stay there because I'm like, they have nobody else to give it to. So... Hopefully they keep him. But but don't you think as a McCaffrey owner, what about if he went to the Bills? I don't know that I would love that. Are they going to get him 20, 25 touches a game with the Bills? Josh Allen is who they yeah, the who Bills, gets all the touches. The Bills I don't really care for. I know that's probably one of the hottest teams. I would out the there. Dolphins. The Dolphins or even the 49ers or even the Rams. You know, the Rams want to run the ball, drop it off. I mean, get the 49ers. That's that's He's not gonna go to the 49ers. People I know, look, but I mean, that's people go to San Francisco to get hurt, not to not to play. <laughs> well, the, the 49ers Caffrey. don't have the draft capital to to that. trade for anybody. Right. All right, Cardinals, Seahawks, Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Can, oh yeah, he looks terrible. I mean, awesome. he had 100 yards on the ground, but and he's getting yep. DeAndre Hopkins back. But he still. does do really good with DeAndre. Though. He's got Robbie Anderson now. He's got Robbie Anderson now, but, but no this is Hollywood Brown. That's too bad. Kenneth Walker. He is good. he is very, very good. If you have him and you've held on to him this entire time, he could be a league winner for you. He is one guy. Him, I would say possibly Travis Etienne. Maybe a couple other guys. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. These could be league winners that you got very late. Fourth round, fifth round, or after. So kudos to you guys. But he, he led the he led the league. What do you have? 13 or 12 missed tackles in really? his first NFL start, which led led the league. Granted, I'd say he, he was playing the Cardinals. We gotta put that into some context. But Correct. yes. But still your first NFL game. I'd say that's pretty good. Yes. All right. The game of the week, Bills, Chiefs. Eric, you called it. You said it wouldn't be as high scoring, but it definitely was entertaining. I was wrong. I was just going to say that. I was going to admit I was wrong because Diggs is on my hate list. And uh, 10 for 148 in a touchdown. I think I was a little bit off there. Yeah, I think a little bit. Gabe Davis was on my love list. And outside of that, really one touchdown. That's all he needed. Yeah, that's all he did. It was the Stefan Diggs show. Yep. Josh Allen is really good. Patrick Mahomes is really good. Really good. 
It's fun Juju to watch. Juju had a nice game. Juju, yeah. That was a weird touchdown that he had. Like three guys tried to tackle him, and yeah. yeah, it was a very poor effort. All right, final game, Broncos, Chargers. I'm not going to talk about Broncos. Sorry for swearing on this, but I cannot. <laughs> that game, so much talent, so much talent in that game, and it sucked. Yeah. Unless I, you have Eckler, I guess. But I, I really want Keenan Allen to come back for the for the Chargers. I feel like that. I feel like he kind of brings the whole offense together. Yep, helps it for sure. He's the glue, it feels like. I don't know if he'll when he comes back, he'll be healthy the rest of the year, but just feels like, you know, something's missing and he hasn't been playing. That could be it. He makes plays for Herbert that Josh Palmer cannot make. Catches, route running, everything. It's he's right. gonna bring safeties down, give Mike Williams a little bit better one on one coverage over the top. It's Keenan Allen does a lot for that offense. And Russell Wilson, apparently. Latavius Murray, is he a start for the Broncos? I ain't starting anybody in that Broncos he's team. Up, he's on the verge. I don't know that I would say he's startable next week unless you have a lot of people on a bye and you really Can, need somebody. Did they just play on Sunday afternoon, like this week? Or they play another primetime game this week? I'm sure it's a primetime game, and I'm sure it's so, going to go I'm so time. sick of watching him play. I'm so <laughs> sick of watching him play. It was funny when it was – 13 to 13 and the Broncos kicked the field goal went up 16, 13. And I said, I was thinking to myself, I really want to tell you guys, you know, this is going to overtime, right? And then it went to overtime and I said, that's it. Done watching, turned off the game, went to bed. Didn't even know who won until this morning. Cause I just, I couldn't do another few minutes of football with right. the Broncos, but Hey, let's ride. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. it for our week six recap. Let's get into week seven. Guys, do you guys have anybody that you think should be looked at on the waiver wire? Well, like you said, Latavius Murray, Kenyon Drake, um, Josh Reynolds would be an interesting one. The Lions were on a, on a bye last week, so he might have been dropped or just not picked up yet. But if Jamison Williams is not playing, he's been looking pretty good. Daniel Bellinger, tight end. Yep, Daniel Bellinger, he scored back-to-back weeks. Definitely a guy to pay attention to. Wandell Robinson, if he is yep. out there, he should not be sitting on your waiver wire or waivers because he's the only guy they have pass catching right now. Kadarius Tony, I don't even know if he's going to play for the Giants. He's on the I, I tried looking, up, he's getting looking traded. it up today on if he's been practicing. I can't find any information on Tony except for he's been in trade talks. Yep, That's it. I look at Tyquan Thornton. He's somebody I might pay attention to. Tua, uh, if he was dropped in your league, if he comes right. back next week, if you need a street, uh, you know, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts are both on buys. Right. Yeah, that's really it. That's a, I mean, there's just not a lot out there right now that's available. No. That's, that's worth picking up. So, all right, let's get into our week seven love-hate. We're going to give you guys two players that we love and two players that we hate. Eric, how about you kick us off? Who do you love for week seven? I will start off with Tom Brady, who you guys just hated on. 
He plays the Panthers this week, so obviously the Buccaneers are going to win. But he's only had one game this year that he's thrown for more than one touchdown. But I think with that stern yelling that he had at his O-line this past week and his all of his wide receivers getting healthy, you know, Godwin's been playing more and more. I just think Tom Brady against the Panthers is really going to light him up and light a, st- light a fire underneath that team because they need something to really kickstart that team and make a run right now. Yep. And I feel I like Tampa, I feel every Tom Brady team struggles at the beginning of the season and then they'll finish the season one in eight of nine games. Yeah. It's just how it always goes. Yep. Yep. They'll be there towards the end or at least in playoffs. Brady will be back. I agree. Jake, what do you love? Uh, I love CD Lamb this week. Uh, I'm anticipating that Dak will be back. Uh, they're also going against uh, Detroit, who's given up um, a lot of points to top or top-ish wide receivers. Uh, 26 to AJ Brown, 23 to Curtis Samuel, 22 to Metcalf, 24 to to my guy Jacoby Myers. So I, I, I see CD Lamb putting up 20 plus points this week. Yeah, I'll actually play off that because I have someone from that same game. And that's Rain Dakota Prescott. Dak, I expect to be back. It's not 100% certain, or we're not 100% sure, but I think Dak's going to be back, and I think Dak's going to be back out to prove himself. He's heard the chatter about Cooper Rush, even though that should have never been chatter. Or those two aren't even in the same sentence other than they both play for the Cowboys and their quarterbacks. But I think he just lights up the Lions. I, I 100% believe it's going to be a three to four touchdown game. And I think he just tries to set the NFL on fire and put his name back out there. Detroit's defense is terrible. Yeah. So, all right, Eric, who do you love? Well, speaking of a terrible defense and they play from behind DeAndre Swift. Um. You know, they were on by this past week, and I think he sat out the two games before that as well. But it was just with a shoulder sprain. It's not like it was a hamstring or an ankle or something with his legs. So I think he's going to come back fully rejuvenated after that bye week too. He is actually second among all players with 20-plus carries with an 8.6-yard average per carry. The only guy with more than that is Taysom Hill. Um. But they also he also hasn't been against uh, the Cowboys defense yet, though. No, but he's going to eat them. He's going to eat them alive is what he's going to do. No. So he's my second love. I'll make a bet. Almost my hate. He was almost my hate. What would you like? Yeah, he he almost made my hate, too. Okay. because I I, the reason I. He's talented. I love DeAndre Swift. I said that at the beginning of the season. I just feel like they're going to have to keep a running back or a running back in to help pass block because Jared Goff cannot move where, yeah, I mean, you have to be a mobile quarterback with that pass rush. They have four guys, five guys that can get to the quarterback and they're, it's a track meet. Like they get there within seconds. But where I do think is the ball is going to have to get out quickly and there could be a potential with a lot of drop off or dump offs. So I do think Swift could potentially get a lot of points there. I don't think they're going to be able to run on Dallas. So what's your bet? Do you have one or no? If you love him, I say he finishes with 15 or under fantasy points. 
I'll take fifteen. That's a good. That's a good week for me for my team. <laughs> so when you're when you're lo- when you pick these loves, you're just hoping that they get into double digit points. Love them. He's gonna get ten points. Love. <laughs> I guess I don't know what really what you're looking for for love. Like I'm. I don't. I don't know that I try to pick one of the top guys because everybody loves the, all the top. Yeah. I'm not gonna pick Cooper Cup every week because everybody loves Cooper Cup. I'm trying to pick a guy who, you know. Not that everybody would think of. So, and not, like like you guys, you guys both don't like DeAndre Swift just because he plays the Cowboys. Well, I think that he can find a way. My my so, love he usually does. My loves are guys that you know I think are going to score twenty plus points. Sure. Well, I'm going to pick Justin Jefferson for my love every week then for the rest of the season. <laughs> Hey, it's that's a safe the bet. easy thing to do. You can pick people, you can pick people whoever you gonna, want. People are gonna know, listen to I you, agree. man. Hey, go with your gut. I hope you're wrong being a Cowboys fan, but I also have DeAndre Swift in a few leagues, so I do need him to go off. So you just hope for a high scoring game and the Cowboys win. There you go. Yeah. All right, Jake, who do you love? I love Alvin Kamara this week. Going to up against Arizona. Oh, so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Arizona's gone up against uh, running backs kind of like Alvin Kamara. Uh, they've given up 22 points to CH, 26 to CMC, and recently given up 19 to Kenneth Walker. I, w- I would say uh, Kamara doubles Swift's points. Oh, I'll take that bet. What are we betting? I don't know. We'll just talk about it next week and yeah. give each other a hard time. Speaking of Kenneth Walker, I love Kenneth Walker this week against the Chargers. Chargers actually stopped Denver's run game, but I don't think that counts. Anytime <laughs> no. you stop anything Denver, that does not count. But up to that point, Denver or Chargers have one of the worst rush defenses. Um, they're beat up in the on their defensive line and in their secondary. They just bench their best cornerback their what 20 million dollar a year quarterback jc jackson so there's a lot of problems on that defense and i think i really think uh seattle could put up quite a few points i think it could be a high scoring game because seattle can't stop anybody so i think kenneth walker doubles deandre says points i think kenneth walker finds the end zone twice this week did eric think we're doing the hate first is that <laughs> we always do? We always do love first, Eric. Oh, and oh hate. I was backwards. I'm sorry. All right, Eric, who do you hate? Well, I hate both of you. Let's start with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we'll start with the Jets pass catchers. And this is some low hanging fruit here, but uh, picking a whole offense. Oh, pick the whole offense. Hey, I've done it. Yeah, basically. I mean, you cop out. Elijah Moore is probably going to get targeted more than zero times this week, like he did last week. And Garrett Wilson will hopefully get more than uh, – he had two targets last week. But they play the Broncos. And the Broncos shut down basically all pass catchers. And with ever since Brees Hall took over, the Jets have not really needed to pass the ball because all they do is hand it off to him and run all over the field. So if they're – if you can make it to the casino to place the under on this game, please do because it's probably going to be about a ten to twelve game. What's it? What's the over under set at? I have no idea. 
I'm just I'm thinking it's probably in the probably 38 or 40. I would bet. What if it's 26? Should I still take the under? Probably, yeah. Because I it's gonna be. I would take the under. I might. 26. 26 is pretty low. No, you're not at 26. It's hard to take the under anything. 32. Ooh. Yes. I might take the under. I would. No. The Jets' defense isn't bad. And we don't even know if Russell Wilson's gonna play. He's got the hammy and. Well, they might do better without him. Yeah, that that is true. That is very true. All right, no, I, Jake. I, know, I know that was a pretty easy call there, but hey, I, I saw that the, that the Jets were playing the Broncos, and I actually really like the Jets' pass catchers. They just haven't been doing crap. Your hate was better than your first love. I'll give you credit for that. Well, his first love was Tom Brady. Oh, no, your second love. Sorry, yeah. I forgot about Tom Brady. Yeah. Your first love wasn't on strong Brady. either. But. Jake, who do you hate? I hate Amon St. Brown this week. For the same reason I hate Swift. They're going against the Cowboys D. Cowboys defense is good. Love me some Cowboy D. And you know who's going to be on him? <laughs> Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> you know, I, I, what I love about... Uh, <laughs> okay. What I love about... I see this week a whole lot of takes. Oh, A.J. Brown crushed Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs only let him have one catch for 11 yards. So there's Trayvon Diggs, but I think the biggest factor here is... I don't think Goff's going to be able to get a pass off. I, I think he's just going to get run down every time he go, he drops back. He's not mobile. The Lions have a good offensive line. They do have a very good offensive line. But I think the Dallas have the best pass rush in the NFL. Possibly. It, it's going to be a fun one, but I, I still think the defense. I'm with you, Jake, on this. I think Detroit, as fun as. I am rooting for Detroit. If I'm rooting for the Cowboys, obviously they're my team. But outside of them, I want to see Detroit do well. I like their coach. I like I like a lot of their players. Jamal Williams is fun to watch. I just think they're going to get. God, I say this. You know what? I don't even want to say anything because what's going to happen is the Cowboys don't show up, and then it's going to be 32-30 Lions. Oh man, I will bet you on that one that I don't think. It's going to be 32-30. I'm just right, saying, I, because we're saying this. It's yeah, I know. All right. I hate Christian McCaffrey against the Bucks this weekend. Ooh, because yeah. I don't even know who's going to start at quarterback for Carolina Panthers. Last week was P.J. Walker, who checked it down. But it might be Jacob Eason. And I don't know how much he's going to check the ball down. He's He's athletic. He can run. And I do think they still want to showcase... DJ Moore a little bit, knowing he's going to be a potential trade asset if he's not gone by the weekend. So playing against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bucks defense. I said this last week. I think they're going to come out ready to play because they just had a bad week before. But you letting Atlanta score 28 on you, I think they're going to be fired up. I think they're going to be really fired up. And then poor Carolina, they're going to take the brunt of it. So in um. Christian McCaffrey is a you know, trade asset too, but he has nothing. He's not going to be able to show anything like, you know, having him out there and using him isn't going to make his trade value go up anymore. So why risk it? Nope. He gets hurt so, and he's worth nothing. But he's still, hey, he's a guy you have to start. I'm saying I hate him, but I'm not. The reason I'm saying I hate him because I don't think he's going to put up 20 plus points when he's, you know, an RB1, RB2 overall. 
going into the week or every week. I just don't think he's going to get that. All right, Eric, who's your last hate? <clears throat> um, David Montgomery. Ooh. He is a five. Oh. Was that all three of us or what? That was my second one. That was my second one. Okay. All Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. All three <laughs> of us. Well, I'll go first then. Um, so you guys just mind your own business here. But David Montgomery sucks. Khalil Herbert's better. And Great analysis. Took Great the words analysis. right out of my mouth. That's all you had to say. <laughs> no, so Montgomery has had two games this year where he's had more than two targets. Um, he's obviously not rushing for a lot because Khalil Herbert seems like he's getting more of the rushing yards, and they're basically splitting carries now. So if he's – the Bears team isn't scoring touchdowns, so Montgomery's not getting a lot of looks there, and he's not getting catches, then what is he – what was he worth at that point? So, yeah, I, and I, I think New England loads the box this week and prevents all all that running. Um, I think they're going to contain the edges uh, to keep fields from from getting outside the pocket. And Belichick's just like I said earlier, Belichick's going to make Fields be a quarterback this week. Yep, yep. And he knows he'll win that. So you guys took everything I had to say. I just yeah. moving forward. I not just this week, but. Well, especially this week against New England, I hate David Montgomery. As long as Herbert's there and playing well, which I think he will continue, because I said I think he's the more, more talented running back. Yeah, if you're David Montgomery owner, kind of a scary time. And if Khalil Wait. Herbert is still on waivers, I hope he's not. He should not be. But if he is, pick him up. He's on mine. Yep, that's a waiver claim right there. You pick him up. Somebody I drafted just, him. Somebody just dropped him last week, right before the game. Ouch. All right, that's it for our week seven love hate. We are going to go into a new segment. So the past six episodes, we have each picked a game or a team from a division or a game that we wanted to highlight. This time we're going to do a little contest amongst each other. We're going to select two divisions each week and we're going to go through each matchup and we are going to pick who we think will win that matchup and We'll compare how we do from week to week and see our final standings at the end of the season. So the two divisions we chose this week, we chose the Jonas Brothers division and the 98 degrees division. So we're going to start out with the 98 degrees division, week seven. In our first matchup, we have Trey Rosemeyer, T. Rosie versus T.J. Gorman. Trey Rosemeyer is three and three. TJ Gorman is three and three as well. Right now, Trey is favored, but I think that's because TJ Gorman hasn't set his lineup yet and has some buys. Guys, who are you taking in this matchup? I got I got TJ Gorman. Um, I, I think once he gets his, his roster set, um, gets his guys out there, I think he gets the win, even though he's not favored at all. I'm going the other way. I'm going Trey Rosemeyer. He's without Justin Jefferson, and I really hope he starts someone besides Aaron Rodgers. But, yes, I think Rosemeyer wins. Yeah, I'm with you, Eric. I'm going to take Trey Rosemeyer on this one. He does It does hurt him having Justin Jefferson out. But I think Saquon, and I think he'll get his. Zeke, I think he'll eat. I think he'll find the end zone against Detroit. 
And I do love Travis Etienne this week against the Giants. So, and also I know defenses don't matter, but Green Bay plays Washington and who knows what Taylor Heineke is going to do his first game of the season. So I think he could possibly get some points there. All right. Fantastic four, the fantastic two versus the mega bowl tokers GM Ronzo. I wish you guys would put your names on there. What do you guys got? Fantastic two is two and four versus the G or mega bowl tokers. They are both two and four. I got fantastic turd, and I don't even think it's going to be close. Uh, I think it's going to be a blowout. Oh. Eric? Did we lose Eric? Eric? All right, I'll answer. staring at us. He's so mad. Look how mad he is. Still hating on us. All right, I will speak in, and I'm going to go the fantastic two as well. You know, they hurt having Jalen Hurts out, but Daniel Jones, he's been putting up points, especially with his legs. He's got Jacksonville. You know, Benjamin might see the starting position again this week. Jalen Waddle, CeeDee Lamb, who Jake loves. It's not a really sexy matchup, but I think Fantastic Four, Fantastic Two. God, I don't know why I keep saying the Fantastic Four, but I think the Fantastic Two takes this week. We'll come back to Eric. You there? Eric. I am. I thought right, you were so mad at us. Fantastic two or Megable Tokers? Uh, Megable Tokers. You win against us. That was the opposite of what we picked. Oh, yep. well, you guys are obviously wrong. George Kittle plays for uh, Megable Tokers, so I had to go with them. That would be a good reason not to, and that was part of the reason why I didn't. All right, our next matchup, we have the 5-1 and one Bring Out the Gump, Chris Marish, who's in our top 10, versus Taylor Rosemeyer at 1-5. and five. I got Bring Out the Chimp. Bring Out the Chimp. Was it Bring Out the Chimp? Out the Gimp? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I really like his team. I'm with him. I'm with Chris Marish on this one. He's got some pretty solid flexes with Ramadre Stevenson really busting out and Damian Pierce. He's without A.J. Brown, but I think he recovers from that. But still have McCaffrey, Reese Hall. Like, you're you're loaded right there. Yeah, Taylor, I I know you're probably going to text me after hearing this. He's my cousin. Dude, I love that you have Dak back. That's going to help you. But, man, losing Cooper Cup, that's going to be a rough one. I don't know who you're going to put in. I mean, you need James Conner back. You need Michael Thomas back. I don't think Michael Thomas is going to play. I don't know about James Conner. I don't think he's going to play. Shot Bateman, he's out. Man, dude, this could be a slaughter. Sorry, Taylor. We should almost make a bet over under 50 points. <laughs> All right, over. we have the two and four Matt Jensen versus the two and four Ryan Schilling. What do you guys have? Yeah. I got Matt Jensen if uh, Jonathan Taylor plays. We're not we're not doing these, Jake. You pick. He has Deion Jackson as well. So, and but Deion Jackson potentially could be out this week. Yeah, I I'm just gonna go with Matt Jensen. I'm 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 hoping Jonathan Taylor goes back this week so much. (laughs) I am going with Ryan Schilling. I think he's got a big advantage there at running back. And he'll be good enough. I think his flexes will do better, but I don't know. 
I'm actually going the opposite. Ryan Schilling is hurting because he loses Devin Singletary and by this week. Oh. J.K. Dobbins, I just don't think he's going to play. I think they're going to hold him out. I don't know who he's going to replace him with. I mean, maybe Daryl Williams comes back for the Cardinals and plays this week. You know, you can throw Wondell Robinson on in his lineup, but yep. Jake Claypool. Yep. Matt Jensen, I'm going you as well. All right. <clears throat> Our final, well, no, we have two more. All right, we have the three and three Chris Gotts, Goat Scots versus the four and two Ben Binder. I got I got a a, a man man. A man man? Yep, I do too. On man? Yeah. Ben Binder. I'm just reading the team names. That's all right. Whatever you got to do. I'm going to go with you guys as well. I think. I think his, his flex is just a lot stronger. I I agree. He he's without Josh Allen this week too. So if he can get a win without Josh Allen, yeah, pretty good. Yep. All right, our final matchup of the 98 degrees division. We have Taylor Gorman versus Nate Weddick. Nate Wedig. Taylor Gorman is four and two versus Nate Weddick, who is five and one. Nate's in our top ten. This is kind of the heavyweight showdown of the division. I I got Nate Weddick by sixty here. Wow. Please, I, please explain. Um, Taylor oh. Taylor has a lot of buys, and he doesn't yeah, have see. any bench to, to put people in for. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins, maybe Devontae Parker does something this week. But, yeah. Yeah, you. I agree. I, I have Nate Weddick. When you lose Miles Sanders, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, when you lose your top dog, that's a, that's a tough one. Adam Thielen, which... You're probably going to play uh, DeAndre Hopkins over him anyways. And you lose Buffalo's defense, who is a solid defense, who, you know, scores double-digit points every week. So, yep, I think Nate continues his win streak. Eric, what do you got? I am also going with Team Wedding as well. But I would like to say Taylor's team is a running back away from being, especially with Hopkins back, He's going to have a really solid squad. I agree. Just this week, he has a lot of buys. And yep, it, puts him, it puts him in a spot where he's, it's impossible for him to win. Yeah. Right. All right. We're, let's get into our final division. We have the Jonas Brothers division. In our first game, we have another good matchup. The 4-2 and two Joey Arneson. Arneson? Sorry if I butchered your name. Versus the 4-2 and two Andy Miles. I got Joey Arneson by... By at least fifty here. Oh, um, by fifty? Yeah, I, I don't think Andy Miles' team is is that great. Um, but look at he, he has Jefferson on his buy. That's his that's his best guy. That's his only real guy that he's got. Yeah, Buffalo defense, which that's yeah, probably the I, I'm not even sure how you draft this team. Yeah, that's Andy's four. Andy's four and two. He'll yeah, get Jamal I'm, Williams. Oh, I know. He he in, Williams yeah, he'll get Jamal Williams back in his lineup. Probably play Daryl Wall or uh yeah, Waller. He'll be back. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than you think, but I am I'm with Jake. I'm gonna take Joey Arneson. Basically yep. because of the Jefferson loss. The Jefferson loss. Yep. And I think he just has 
three of the better players. I think Patrick Mahomes is a huge advantage in this. You know, I guess Herbert's going up against Seattle, but still, I mean, until Keenan Allen comes back, I just don't Sounds really... like he's coming back this week. Yeah. But then when you have Derrick Henry coming back, Chris Godwin has been putting up numbers. He's got Latavius Murray too. I mean, I mean, if you have to play him, it's not a bad, even though I hate playing anybody in Denver. So Joey, we all pick you. Guess what? That probably means you lose. I think he's got a I think he's got a really good team too. Right. Yeah. All right. We have another Cowboys fan, Mitch Yonke, who sits at two and four versus the five and one, Jerry Vesperman. I got Mitch Janky. Mitch Yonke. I agree because Vesperman is without Josh Allen and Cooper Cup. Yep. That is a tough one. Yep. And I agree too. I I think we said we think CD Lamb's gonna do well. I think Ezekiel Elliott's gonna find the end zone. And he gets DeAndre Hopkins back. I think that's extremely helpful. Yeah, I yeah, I'm gonna go Mitch too in an upset. We're all gonna take Mitch in his upset right here. I mean, if the that Vesperman pulls out the win here and goes six and one with his two best guys out, it's pretty big. Yep, that's huge. All right, we have Tyler Doherty, who was just on the show, zero and six, versus the high points winner of week six, Matt Schwanis. Is there an upset brewing? I'm picking Tyler. I'm with Jake. Woo! Yep. It's very, it's very even to me. It's very even. Um, uh, what's my deciding factor here? Well, Matt so, loses. Matt's a good team. Edwards, but he's got, play. We yeah, know Matt Dallas is going to have at least 25 points. Dallas defense. So yeah. Diggs is out and AJ Brown is out for, for Matt, which that is, that hurts. Yeah. So, and you got to start. He's got Russell Gage in his starting lineup, which and Melvin Gordon is starting lineup. I mean, waivers still have to process. Who knows who he's going to pick up and put in this? But the way it's constructed, do do you play? Do you play Justin Fields over over Russell Wilson? So this is going to be my deciding factor, as constructed right now. He's got Russell Wilson in, who I don't think is going to score really anything against the Jets. If this is a 20, 30 point swing based the low enough quarterbacks, Burrow's got Atlanta, which I think he's going to be able to put up points. That's pretty hard to come back from. So I'm going to, I would like to see Tyler get off his losing streak, get a win, but I'm going match Best of luck. All right. We have the two and four, Caden Hubbard, who says he's going to win out. Rainer of the season versus the four and two Jason Niles. And yes, this is my brother we're talking about. I, I think Caden Hubbard wins easily this week. I know he's not favored uh, the projected points. Um, the team the team looks pretty even, except Lamar Jackson versus Geno Smith. Geno Smith's top 12 quarterback, Jake. I don't care what you did yesterday. I care what you are going to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think a lot of I it's... think Caden's flexes are just better. And that's saying something with Jerry and Judy in the one flex, but <clears throat> that's true. Yeah, and looking at the buys, I mean, Jason Isles is hurting. 
Stafford, Akers. You know, he loses Hollywood Brown. Did you just say he's hurting because of Stafford and Akers? Well, I'm just saying, looking at buys, like he doesn't have anybody he can put in. He has either right. Hollywood Brown's out. hurt. You know, he's. I know he picked up Kyron Williams to stash him because when he comes back, he's probably going to get some playing time at running back for the Rams. But man, he's got to start. I mean, he's got Deion Jackson, who probably I don't think is going to play. Oh wait, no, that's on his bench. He's got Joshua Kelly in his flex. He's got he's missing time. Oh, I hate to say this, Caden. I'm picking you. I hope you're happy. We all like you. Guess what that means? I didn't say I like him. I said I, no, I didn't. Yeah, I'm just saying we like your team this week. But I never, never met him. I don't know. All right, we have another heavyweight showdown. We have the five and one Joe Curley versus Nathan Yonke at four and two. What do you guys like? Uh, I got Jonah Curley this week. I, I think um, J- Nathan has too many bye players to overcome and get a victory this week. Yep. I'm trying to figure I think, out. I think Nathan, too, he's – boy, he needs Jonathan Taylor back in that lineup pretty badly. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree. I'm going Jonah Curley on this matchup. I am, too. I, th- I mean, he loses Jalen Hurts, but he gets Tua, Alave, and Damian Pierce. Yeah. He'll be able to fill some spots there pretty quick. Yeah, he has a a really good team. Yeah. You know, when fully loaded, Justin Hurts, McCaffrey, Pittman, Mark Andrews, you know, David Njoku is somebody who you could probably put in your flex because he's been doing very well. Then you bring back Damian Pierce, Chris Olave. Yeah, he's got a really good team. That's a solid team. All right, Eric, did you go Jonah? Yep. All right, our final matchup of the week. We have the 0-6 BJ Elliott versus the 2-4 and Trent Davis. Must-win games. Ugh. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I got I'm Trent a- Davis this week. I guess I'll pick Trent Davis. Yeah, I'm going to go Trent Davis as well. Trent's going to be help or help getting Dak back. He's got Eckler who just, dude, I feel like Herbert throws the ball to Eckler every down. It's just, yeah. he's like Cooper Cup in that offense. Yeah. Nick Chubb's going to get his, Tyreek Hill, doesn't matter who he plays. Kenneth Walker, that definitely helped. I mean, Trent Davis could be a team getting guys back healthy, not only that, and then having a breaks with Kenneth Walker becoming, you know, a full-time stud running back. And he's got Alec Pierce on his bench too, who past two weeks, I would say he's, I would say he's startable. I would probably start him over Tyler Boyd. That's just me. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I like Trent Davis in this. Actually, I like Trent making a comeback in this division, possibly finishing six and six. I don't know what he has for a schedule moving forward, but I like your team, Trent. Well, all right, he's Eric. Trent's cursed. Yeah, Eric, who do you like? I had Trent Davis. Yeah, Trent. Yeah. All right, we were pretty similar for the most part in the Jonas Brothers division. Kind of boring. All right, guys, you have anything to say before we we end episode twelve? Boston go three and zero the last two three weeks. 
Yeah. Um, matchup this week, actually. But... Watch out, Backstreet Boys. I'm coming back with the vengeance. <laughs> Backstreet's back. Yep. Backstreet's back. All right. All right. All right. That's it for episode 12. As we mentioned earlier, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, please do it. Have fun with it. I don't even care if it's your wife, your whoever, call us. But make sure you text me, read the email. I will send out information about that. Let's have fun with it. I know everybody listening who listens to this podcast will think it's fun. Have fun with it. So best of luck in week seven. We have five weeks left of our regular season before we hit the playoffs. So it is starting to be crunch time. Best of luck to every everybody else. Eric, Jake, good luck to you guys. Whoever's playing me, I hope you suck. That's it. As a word wise man once said, word to your mother. See you guys.